And then that's where a lot of the mental health messaging started tying in. So dirty dough now means the dough is dirty because we focus on the inside of the cookie because we know that the inside matters most. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSB Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. An experienced salesman, Bennett Maxwell has been making use of his skill, or shall I say these skills, since his early days selling candy bars in elementary school. When you talk about sales, when you talk about having that edge for seeing something and going after it, you're going to love hearing from my next guest. Bennett is also a member of the Forbes Business Council and Apex Executives. And besides all that, he's come across this incredible cookie empire, Dirty Dough. We're going to talk about his approach to building this organization, what he's doing and the things that go on beyond the organization, and how his mindset has always been about authenticity, self-acceptance, and encouraging others to embrace these things as well. You might say you're in for a special treat. Bennett is not just an owner, not just a founder of an incredible organization. He is thriving to help other leaders get in touch with making sure that they're growing in every facet of their life. He started off with an initial investment of $181,000 for this empire that he's built and now we're talking over 300 stores throughout the entire nation. A true entrepreneur, Bennett Maxwell. Welcome to Twins Talking Up. How are you today? I'm doing good. My ego is, you know, with that intro, man, I'm feeling great. I appreciate that. Hey, well, we're excited to have you on. And I'll tell you, we love elevating voices of people making a difference in other people's lives. It's not just about growing organizations. You're growing people. So I love that you've done that. I love that you're doing this. We're inspired by that as well. So you've dabbled, if we could go back a little bit in your past, and everything from real estate to solar and now cookies. Could you talk a little bit about your leadership journey and what got you on this path to say, I want to be an entrepreneur? Early on, it was just the, the grind of, if you want something, just go do it, right? And, that, and that's what the entrepreneur spirit is. You have a problem. The problem is I want to paid to go to this water park, right? Um, and the solution is go buy something or go ask mom to buy you a candy bar and then go resell it at, uh, um, at school. Or we did, you know, lemonade stands in the corner. But, but growing up without, you know, a lot of financial resources, it was like, I want to go do this with my friends. And in order to do that, I need to go sell something. Um, and then kind of translated in sports. I did wrestling, I did rugby, and I did football. So I was busy with those three sports the entire year, but they all cost money to play. You know, you have to go to football camp. So in order to pay for that, it's um, either have the money, which I didn't, or you go sell something. So like for football, it was, if you go sell a $500 sponsorship banner, 
then, then you get to go to football crap for free. So I started cold knocking businesses, you know, and like, Hey, can you like, I just want to go to football camp. Can you give me 500 bucks? We'll hang up this banner. Um, rugby, you know, club fees and the traveling fees. It's like, you have to go sell cookie dough door to door. So I'm like, okay, I'll go sell more than anybody else. Cause I need, you know, I need the whole thing paid for. So that was a good, I guess, upbringing to get me into that mentality of here's my problem. And the solution is typically sales oriented, you know? So if I could be a good communicator, I can sell something and then I get what I was after. This is Danny. That is fascinating because it reminds David and I when we were growing up. And Dave, I don't know if he used to tell you, he used to be the president of uh, DECA uh, at, at our high school. He's the president of the business club. He was the president of International School of Business at, our, at a university as well. And one of the things he did is uh, he sold cookies. And I can totally relate you with you 100% that when we needed something, we had to work for it. I mean, growing up, I had a newspaper route. I worked at a fast food restaurant all throughout high school. While my brother and I both had maintained our grades. And so my father was like, look, if you straight age, you can work. As soon as your grades drop, no more working. So it really meant that I had to work hard. I had to stay up late. I didn't even know what staying up to two o'clock in the morning every day studying was in high school. But at that time, I wanted a new baseball glove. I wanted a new tennis racket. It didn't matter what it was. But you know what's so interesting is that their hustle mentality, the mindset you had has allowed you from a very young age to develop that mindset muscle that allowed you to be successful where you are today. Because in that market, and I brought up where David was, he was the president of DECA, he actually sold uh, some cookies for his business school. And right now, there's a crowded market, Mrs. Fields, Great American Cookies, Nestle, Insomnia Cookies, Crumble, and of course, your company, Dirty Dough. Tell us a little bit about the name and how that aligned with your entrepreneurial journey, your spirit, that, that great energy you had as a kid and how you brought it out today as an adult. Yeah, so those companies that you mentioned, like the Mrs. Fields, Great American Cookie, both of those started in 1977. So they're 46 years old. Insomnia Cookie's about 20 years old. More recently, last you know handful of years, we had kind of the giant gourmet cookie craze going on. So that was like here in Utah, it was Chip first. And then Crumble was founded because they saw what Chip was doing. Um, so anyways, I, I actually didn't start the, the Dirty Dough. Um, a buddy of mine did and he, we went to high school together here in Utah. He moved to Arizona, started this cookie company, named it Dirty Dough because it just sounded cool, like Dirty Dough, you know. Um, he's selling cookies out of his apartment and at Arizona State University. Then he posts on Facebook and said, hey, I'm looking for an investor to open up my first storefront. So I invested 2019, just very passively, never really spoke with them, never even went there. Um, and then when it came time to franchise it, I was running a solar company in San Diego. And I said, hey, Crumble just opened up here. They're crushing it. Let's franchise it. I'm your guy. I'm your first franchisee. And he said, you know, I don't want to franchise it. Just it's a lot of work. So he ended up saying, you know, I'm looking to, to sell. So I purchased it from him about 18 months ago. Um, and that's when I took over the control. And, and one of the times when I visited the store, because I was running it remotely, right? Living in San Diego, running the, the store from uh, out of Tempe. Um, a customer said, hey, why is, it, why is it called dirty dough? And one of the employees said, it's because the dough is dirty because we have more mix-ins than other companies. And I'm like, how much chocolate, chi- how many chocolate chips? It's like, oh, we use six cups of chocolate chips. And I'm like, <laughs> up it to nine. Like, we're going to increase that. Like, I'm going to run with that. And then we started doing these, like, we bought these specialized machines that would do like 
multi-layered cookie. So you can look at a cookie and it looks like a peanut butter cookie, but when you break it open, you see a chocolate dough and in the very center there's hot fudge. So three layers, nobody else in the world is doing that. And then that's where a lot of the mental health messaging started tying in. So dirty dough now means the dough is dirty because we focus on the inside of the cookie because we know that the inside matters most, right? And then that's the mental health tie-in of stop trying to look perfect and pretty and everything. Like it doesn't matter about the outward appearances. It really matters who you are inside. We'll be right back after this short break. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. Partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. The art of public speaking is so necessary in different types of careers from politician to news anchor to teacher, to really any jobs in between because it deals with talking to people. And in David and Danny Sip Brown's book, Talk It Up, The Guide to Public Speaking, it helps so much break it down step-by-step step of how to do that, finding the confidence within you. And when you know how to speak in front of a large crowd, then you know how to speak in front of one, one or two people. As an actress, I find it super helpful on and off camera, whether it's in interviews or practicing my acceptance speech for my Oscar. I love it. I love having these step-by-step -step instructions and they have 30 years of experience in public speaking and it's just a self-guide. It's in the title. So get your copy today. You can get it at Amazon for less than 10 bucks and you won't regret it. It will be a great fit to your library. Trust me, you're gonna want this book. Get your copy today. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast, and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. This is David Bennett, and I'm so inspired by that. And for our listeners out there, when they get to understand your story, when they get a deep dive into understanding Dirty Dough, they're going to love what the messages that they're getting out of it. We're talking about the message behind Dirty Dough, and you talk about peeling it away. We talk about what's on the inside that matters. It's not worrying about the, the I guess we can call the outward appearance. It's not getting frosting everywhere, which is kind of one of your things here versus other cookie companies. We'll talk about that later, but it's about the substance. It's about the authentic goodness inside the cookie. And, and what we're saying is 
you could eat this and love it, but you can also look at yourself and say, it's what's on the inside of you. And that's what's beautiful. That's what matters. And that's what we're going for. And I think that's powerful. And to me, there's, there's nothing more than that. And I love that that's been your mindset all along. Dan mentioned something earlier about cookies. I remember when I was younger in high school, we had those Otis Buckmeyer cookies. And, and, and part of your philosophy has been a little different than a lot of these other cookie companies. Maybe we'll touch on that later, that you, you, know, you don't have to go buy the traditional um, 100 pound bags of flour and sugar from certain manufacturers. A lot of it, what your philosophy has been about is, is selling the, uh, the packages already pre-frozen pucks of the cookies. And, and that's what Otis Monkwire was. So I used to love that because you get that oven going and you just love that smell that came out in the school. Everybody in the school came to the store just for the cookies. It's awesome. So tell me how you've grown from one to over 300. Talk about your approach, your philosophy, your, your mindset to starting these franchises. Why is it so important to go about this approach differently than perhaps some of your other competitors? Yeah, the simplicity. I, my customer isn't you coming to the store and buying a cookie. That's a, as a salesperson, you know, with the sales background, my customer is my franchisees. So to make them happy, yes, I need to make sure that customers are going there. But what do franchisees want? What do potential business owners want? They want something that's simple. They want something yep. that's scalable. Right. So the before we even franchised it, it was I'm going to go talk. I'm going to go pre-sell 100 of these by saying, hey, this is what I'm doing. If I did this, would you buy one? And it's like, yeah, I like that idea, but that's too expensive or but I don't want to do that. But I don't want to have that many employees, but I don't want to have to be a baker. Right. So it's like, well, let's get all of these objections out um, and then build around that. So I think most people I have this perfect cookie recipe. How do I bring it to market? I don't care about the cookie recipe. I'm not, I've never made a batch of dirty dough cookies. I'm focused on David, if you are going to potentially be a, a franchise buyer, what do you want? You know, and you don't want to worry about the recipe either because you're probably like me and you want low labor, low employees. So it was kind of going the reverse way. I'm going to go to the market, really see what the need is there. And the need is a very simple, low labor, low cost of goods, low square footage, no expertise required in like the baking or food realm. Um, and let me go create a franchise around that. So we centralized everything. And now we ship out these frozen pre-portioned dough pucks to stores that are less than a thousand square feet. There's no flour, sugar, butter. There's no mixers, which brings the startup cost way down, brings the number of employees way down. And it's like, I could train you how to run a store go into the freezer, grab 15 cookie pucks, put them three by five on the cookie sheet, put it in the oven, press start. It's already programmed. Everything cooks for the same time, temperature, fan speed. That's it. So creating the model and finding out what the need was and then creating that is probably the most uh, compelling thing to our franchisees and why it's boosted our sales. And then the second thing is really having experts and a team. Nobody's going to buy a franchise from Bennett Maxwell because Bennett Maxwell doesn't no franchising and he doesn't know food. But I have the former CEO of Jimmy John's on our board and a VP of Domino's and a CEO that's been a CEO of a food franchise, franchise or brands for 40 years. She started in 83 with her own brand called Maui Wowie Smoothies and Coffee. People are buying franchises from them, right? Not, not from me. So building the right team um, and letting them do what they're good at. I would say those are the two things that we've done in 18 months since we started selling franchises. We've opened up 23 stores and we've sold 360. So it's been fast growth. We're opening up one or two stores, sometimes three stores a week right now. 
This is Danny. The first thing that comes to my mind is you just gave the ingredients away for how to be successful if you're an entrepreneur. And I want to audience it to really, when you get a chance, go back and listen to what Bennett just said. I just find it phenomenal. And I think about the fact that you took all their needs and the problems, the potentials, the issues, and you addressed them right away. And not only that, when we think about having a store, and we, in the area that I live here in, in Southwest Austin, the square footage is so expensive. Uh, just to, just to, the lease of retail space is so expensive that they're, they're basically losing money every single month and hoping that they can make it up on, on the online portion of the business, a lot of the retailers here. And when you are able to get everything puck-shaped, frozen, ready to go, easy to follow instructions, a very small square footage, which means they can actually maximize the profit of that dollar. And not only can they maximize the profit of the dollar, they can actually feel very successful in the fact they're able to achieve a very perfectly baked outcome every single time. And I, I love that. You gave a great recipe. You, I can hear your passion. You listen to them. And another thing I want people to think about, what you said was so key, Bennett, is the board. It's your team. And I know a lot of times we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to our podcast and you think you got to go at it alone. You, that you have to do it by yourself. But if you bring on the right team, that ingredient that he gave you in the second phase, bring it on the right team, that's how you scale your organization. Look, if you're tired of working 80 hours a week, 90 hours a week and barely making it, I mean, barely making it, maybe you need to start bringing, you need, maybe you need to bring on the right team. You need the right team. I mean, Michael Jordan could win some games, but he needed Scottie Pippen. He needed Steve Kerr to hit that shot. Right? He needed Tony Kuko. He needed to have the right mix. And as an entrepreneur, you need that mix too. So you talked about it very, very successfully and very important. But let me ask you this quick question. How soon should an entrepreneur look at his or her self and say, I'm, I have to bring on a team if I want to scale? I mean, the number of stores you're opening up every single day is phenomenal. How soon should an entrepreneur Look at that recipe that you put together and say, okay, I think I'm now ready to bring on the A-team. Um, as soon as you can, really. <laughs> from the, there's a book called The E-Myth Revisited. And the E-Myth stands for the entrepreneur myth. And the entrepreneur myth is, hey, you're a small business owner, but you're not an entrepreneur, a true entrepreneur. Because what, what you have is you went from working for a corporation to working for yourself. But in both cases, it's a job. In both cases, if you don't show up, you don't get paid. The only difference with the new one is you get paid last and you have to work the longest hours. So you have to change the mindset to, I, I, I don't want a job that I own. I want an actual business. And the only way to do that is to really invest in the team. And to invest in the team means you're going to go down, right? Like your income is going to go down. Um, so sooner, sooner than better. One thing that I learned I didn't know what a board of advisors was. Like I've heard of a board, like maybe a board of directors, but that's for large corporations, not for startups. No, startups have advisory boards. And guess what? You don't pay people anything to be on your advisory board. Instead, you give them very small amounts of equity, like a quarter of a percent, maybe to a percent and a half over a two-year vesting period. And if you can sell them on the vision, you can have them now. We have we had advisors. Our first advisor was... His first company is called Infospace. It was a $31 billion company. And this crazy dude allowed me to convince him to be our senior advisor before we were franchised when we were a one-store cookie company losing money every month. But now his percent and a half is worth you know, several hundred thousand dollars. 
less than two years later. So, cause he saw the vision, but again, you, you can do it a lot sooner than you, than you think you just need to know how to do it, I guess. We'll be right back after this short break. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations, brand communications, and content marketing strategy to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. Whether you're looking to develop a spectacular brand or need a brand refresh, look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite put their experience to work for you. Hey everybody, I'm Christina and I'm a brand and image strategist where we consult you on how you're coming across, how your total brand, um, social media, the way you speak, the way you look, the way uh, your website looks, and it's all important in encompassing especially effective communication. So I have a book that I'd like to recommend. This book called, called Talk It Up by David and Danny Sue Brown does exactly that. It goes step by step and it tells you exactly what you need to know. It is very easy to follow. It will boost your confidence. It will help you communicate effectively to your audience. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. This is David Bennett, and I'm encouraged to hear that. And I love how we've been using those words, the, let's say, recipe, the ingredients. And we talk about success. It's not just the mindset that you have, the hard work, simplifying the process for entrepreneurs, people that are interested in becoming franchisee owners. But now you're talking about adding on the right mix of voices, leadership, expertise, and they have a vested interest because they want to see you succeed. It helps them. It builds them. But, but I think what's inspiring about all this is that you're building something that others have taken notice. Now, I'm not just talking about business minds. I'm talking about your competitors are noticing. Uh, I, I have to dabble in this. I know people ask you about this all the time. So please forgive me if this becomes boring. But, you know, I, I have to imagine that this company that was pursuing you they probably took a model a lot of businesses take, the large companies. They try to sue, get rid of the smarter, smaller startups, smaller companies. Hey, it's, it's kind of like kill or be killed. They wanted to get you out of the way. But this company, Crumble Cookies, that went after you turned into something that I would say became an advantage for you. It turned out in your favor. I would imagine that that added exposure perhaps strengthened your message. So talk about what you've been going through the last year with Crumble Cookies, what this has done for your organization. What, 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 what can you share with our audience about the whole Crumble Cookies slash Cookie Wars and what's going on with that on the back end? Yeah, so May of 2022, so a year and a month ago, Crumble sued us. Um, this was before we even had a franchise open. And nothing really happened. For, I mean, it was kind of like, oh my gosh, this is a billion dollar company. We don't have a freaking franchise open. But and then you read through the lawsuit and you're like, sprinkles, vanilla ice cream, whimsical designs, square boxes. Like, okay, this is bullshit. Whatever. I know their plan is just to waste money. Um, and unfortunately, the law allows that. You know, you can sue anybody for any reason. 
And the day you file that lawsuit in federal court without any notice, without any cease and desist, anything, if I sue you, David, because I don't like the reflection off of your headphones and it caused damage to my eye, I mean, I can put that in a lawsuit and I can file that today. And come Monday, you go to the bank to get an SBA loan. Doesn't matter that it's, hey, no, I was just on the, this, this dude's an idiot. We were on a podcast together and he made something up about, a reflection in his eye, it doesn't matter. You cannot get a, you cannot get bank financing. You cannot get a traditional SBA loan, no matter what, until the lawsuit's over. And I'm going to delay that lawsuit for months to years. And for you to defend yourself, just say, you guys, this is stupid. We're talking about a glare in his eye. That's going to cost you tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of dollars. So Crumble unethically took advantage of that and they sued us and a ton of other companies. Um, and we decided to have a little bit of fun with it. So we threw up some billboards, making fun of them, saying our cookies don't crumble under competition. Cookies so good we're being sued. Um, little things like that to kind of playfully, you know, poke fun of them. But what it really did is it caused these, you know, and then we did the hashtag Utah Cookie Wars. So now the nation, because we made, you know, Good Morning, uh, Good Morning America, Wall Street Journal, um, CNBC, everybody saw, wow, there's the battle of these two giants, you know, <laughs> the battle of these two, the two cookie leaders. It's like, no, it's not. There's a, an 800 cookie giant suing a one cookie startup, but it, it elevated us to their level. So that was their mistake. And, and it did actually create us. I mean, it, it made us their big, biggest competitor. We have 360 franchises sold. Um, in Crumble's first 12 months, they sold 12 franchises. Wow. We sold 200, sorry, not 12. In, in Crumble's first 12 months, they sold 41 franchises, according to the court documents in the lawsuit. We sold 290. We're growing seven times quicker than they are, thanks, thanks to them um, and, and this mistake. But it was really going back to kind of mission statement, core values, which one of them is optimism, right? We're entrepreneurs. Yep. We, we know this is going to be hard. But yet, usually when it becomes hard, we're like, oh, why is it so hard? It's like, we knew this going in. How do we now flip it and be optimistic with, you know, hard times? So that's what we did. We took advantage of the lawsuit, turned it into a PR campaign. And it, uh, I mean, made us millions and millions of dollars um, due to Crumble's mistake on that. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSB Leadership and visit us online at dsbleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.